Hello and welcome to the first proper podcast of the StatMad EPL and here with me is, well here I am, Stan and uh, yeah so I'm going to, before we actually get into it I'm just going to go over what it's going to be like. So first we're going to talk transfers and other news from football and then we're going to have a look at the past results from the Premier League. Obviously at we're not going to do that this season at the minute because there hasn't been an air. Might go over the Premier League and what's gone on over the season. And then I'm going to go over a preview for the next game week of the Premier League, which is finally here. June 17th is the start of the new Premier League season. And then we have uh, f- news from the... Uh, from football outside of England and Scotland with the like with like the Bundesliga because that's just come back and then f- we have a fantasy eleven which this week I'm doing uh, the best Spanish team from players outside of La Liga. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. With there being no Premier League football this season, um, with there being no football at the minute, um. There's been a lot of rumours going about and there's actually, there's actually been a few confirmed transfers, including the biggest one so far, which is Sal Niguez. Now, the well, now ex-Atletico star has moved to a club him and his brother set up called Club Costa City. I believe it's based in Madrid, like Atletico. Uh, that's the big story. We also have Arsenal. I want to put in a £23 million bid for the 19-year-old midfielder. Orkun Koku from Feyenoord and Leon uh, have set a price for uh, Liverpool, which is my team, for uh, Husamawur, which is 45.5 million. I do think uh, Husam is a very good player, but I don't think we'll pay that much for him. Also, uh, Mourinho as Tottenham. Uh, want to buy Coutinho but it's too expensive for them quite obviously and at the same price uh, of Husamawur Thomas Partey might will probably be going to Arsenal for 44.5 million pound and then also Celtic have been given a boost to sign Fraser Forza from Southampton with an additional 48 hours and Marcus Rojo is meant to come back to Manchester United to help with the Champions League. Uh, and also, Odin Gallo is aiming to lift the loan, to man- to make the loan to Manu longer. And Leo Taylor.
points and minus 16 goal difference. It's, I mean, their defence have been solid this season. Say they've scored barely any goals, and I think they're the most underrated team this season. Of thirteenth, Steve Bruce has worked wonders, despite what people, other people have said. And then we have a team which had we have Everton, who are twelfth on minus nine goal difference and thirty-seven points. Just above them, eleventh uh, is. Crystal Palace with minus six goal difference and 39 points. And on the level on points and goal difference, in 10th is Burnley on 39 points and minus six goal difference. Despite having a 10 better goal difference, Arsenal, with a game in, ha- game in hand, has 40 points and just creeps into the top 10. Meanwhile, they are just behind local North London rival Spurs, who are on 41 points with seven goal difference. And the surprise package of the season, Sheffield United, with a game in hand, this could potentially push them into fifth. At the seventh place in the table, they have plus five goal difference and 43 points. Level on points, but two less... But two more goal difference is Wolves in sixth. And then, just before we get into the Champions League spot, we have Man United, 14 goal difference and 45 points. Now, in the Champions League is uh, the Young Boys Chelsea with 48 points and 12 goal difference. And another surprise package this season, Leicester with 30 goal difference and 53 points. Then we have Manchester City on 57 points with 37 goal difference. We all know who's top. It's the mighty Liverpool with 45 goal difference and 82 points. So that's three minutes of me wittering on about the league. T- <laughs> league. So uh, let's get into the probably the Golden Boots. Uh, who's in contention for that? So uh, top is Jamie... Vardy with uh, an impressive total of 19 goals. Just behind is a man on form in a struggling team, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, on 17. Then just behind him is Sergio Aguero and Mohamed Salah, both on 16. Wow, Salah scored more than I expected this season, actually. Then we've got Danny Ings with 15 goals. If he don't get in the England squad, I'd, I mean, we'd... Jamie Vardy retired. He really should be England's star man. Anyway, uh, we have Sadio Mane with 14th and Marcus Rashford on the same number next. And then a breakout, well, you could say breakout star, Tammy Abraham with 13 and Dominic Calvert-Lewin along with Raul Jimenez as well on 13. For assists, we have probably who you'd expect top two, De Bruyne 16, Trent 12, then Mara's A, Firmino 7, Buendia, who has had a good season. I mean, he should get moved to the Premier League again when Norwich get, no doubt get relegated on 77 as well. Along with Mane, Robertson, Silva, Sun, Triore. And yeah, all very, very good amount. Uh, then we also have four... Um, clean sheets. We have Nick Pope and Dean Henderson in top two with eleven and ten. Also drawing for second. We have Allison and Schmeichel on ten. 
Martin Dubraka is on nine, which he is also very a very good goalkeeper, very underrated. And also, who's also equal to him, we have Ben Foster and Guaita, who are both also underrated, in my opinion. Then we have Edison, also joint fifth with them. Then David De Gea and Louis Patricio. So, that's uh, it for the stats. I'd say Man City have the most goals with 68. Then Liverpool second, most with 66. Leicester third, most with 58. And then clean sheets, Liverpool have the most with 12. Then we have Burnley with 11. And yeah, so that that's it for the Premier League roundup. Uh, next section is, oh, that will be a preview of the next games. So I'll see you for that now. COVID-19 has left us with a jam-packed schedule going into match week 30 with 16 games played uh, a week. We have on Friday, 8 o'clock, there is going to be a game. 12.30, 3, half 3 and 8 on Saturday are games. 12, 2, half 4 and 7 on Sunday also have games with an 8 o'clock kickoff on Monday. In midweek games, we have one at 6 and one at 2 on Tuesday. I mean, not to uh, A, hey, are stupid. And also the same for Wednesday and Thursday. So we have at least one game every day with uh, two in mid for the midweek games, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, and a massive four on the weekend. So with the first game week is kicking us off with Aston Villa against Chelsea, a London derby, Bournemouth Palace, and then Brighton, Arsenal, the Merseyside... Oh, wait. I got that wrong, sorry. Uh, June 17th has City-Arsenal, which Arsenal coming back are going to have... Oh, my God. <laughs> couldn't be a worse start for them. Then we have Villa-Sheffield United. Then we have the games I was just saying. merseyside Derby, Big game. Even bigger than Arsenal-City. Well, way bigger because it's pretty much going to be the Kevin De Bruyne show like it was last time. Then we have City-Burnley. Newcastle, Sheffield United, then Norwich, Southampton, another big game with Tottenham United. That that'll be for the Europa League. Matt, that that's weird to say. Cause I'm not even joking. This that will be a game for the Europa League. I mean, when two teams as big as Tottenham and United are scrapping for Europa League, you know it's just been a weird season. We have relegation threatened Watford against Leicester. We then have. West Ham versus Wolves, the Battle of the W's. <laughs> and so, uh, my predictions for them games is that City are going to thrash Arsenal 3-0 with Kevin De Bruyne getting two, the other one he assists. Aston Villa, Sheffield United, I think 2-1 Sheffield United is fair. Then moving into game week 30, I think Chelsea will scrap a 1-0 win over Villa. Bournemouth will send the right send the away team packing. In fact, no, it'll be a nil-nil draw. Yeah, okay. Brighton Arsenal. I don't know. Arsenal will be a bit tired from the game against City, and I think it's going to be a one-one draw. Good points for Brighton in the relegation battle, but both could have done better. Merseyside derby. I know because it's a because it's at Everton. It's 
well, it depends. I'm not quite sure how they're going to do it. But it should be Everton. So I think Everton will definitely try and play for the draw because we could win. If we win the game, then we, we have a very high... Ch- I think we win the league. So, oh, I don't know. They're going to try and draw, draw with us so we don't win it there. But I think we're going to just edge past them 1-0. I hope so anyway. City Burnley is... Uh, I think City are going to win 5-1. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, yeah. 5-1. They usually demolish Burnley. Newcastle, Sheffield United. 1-1. Uh, Newcastle, there's... Is it... Uh, when, if they get took over, that, that could be another top 8 team, top 9 team, as it might be then with Newcastle and Wolves. And then we have... Um, Norwich Southampton, which I'm going two nil Southampton. Tottenham United, I'm gonna go. Oh, this is so hard to call. I'm going one nil United. Mourinho try and play defensive, but it just won't work. And then Watford Leicester. So Leicester come out two nil winners. Wolves West Ham, I say Wolves, well, the away team will also win 2-0 with Wolves, obviously. So, that is um, the match week. So, I think we're now going to get into foreign. And, yeah, I'll see you for that now. So, uh, in uh, other news, we have the La Liga is returning. Barcelona are two points ahead of Real in the title race. A lot closer than in previous seasons. Barcelona are facing Mallorca away with Madrid Real hosting Ibar. In and the Bundesliga has been back for quite a while now. And the results from that has been FCV Mines have won two 0 against Paderborn. Bayern Munich went crazy against Hoffenheim, winning six nil. Köln beat Schalke, Schalke 3-0, and I don't know if you saw, but uh, Köln treated more, I think it was something like, they changed the tweet, the Schalke badge to FC Schalke 3 because they lost 3-0. It was quite funny. And then we also have um, Union Berlin and Wolfsburg drawing 2-2, Leipzig and Bayer 1-1, which is probably... Yeah, they are two very evenly matched teams. And of the time of recording, tonight there is another game, which is Werder Bremen v Eintracht. So that will be out. So I, I won't be able to sit and call that now. So, yeah, that is uh, pretty much all the f- big foreign news. Um, Serie A isn't starting for a while. Hang on. I haven't checked this. Uh, Serie A has uh, there's no inf- news here about Serie A returning. Uh, oh, hang on, they've released a fixture list. Sorry, I'm just reading this now. Uh, it resumes on the June 20th. So, yeah, that's that for you. Uh, the table is looking... Um, <coughs> sorry. Uh, the table... Uh, for the title race, Juve, it's very close. I forgot how close it was. Juve has 63 points and Lazio has 62. Uh, so, very close. I think Juve will probably win that anyway. And 
Uh, yeah, I'll tell you who they have. So, they have... Oh, where is it? Um, God, this is it. So, on the 22nd, Juve play Bologna. And uh, Lazio play Atlanta. Well, Atalanta on the 24th. So, that's that. I think we should now get into the final segment of the podcast which is the fantasy 11 where i'll remind you i am doing the um best spanish team that isn't playing in la liga so let's get into that so to qualify the player must be playing outside of any spanish league at all and either play for the spanish national team or be eligible to play for the Spanish national team, but isn't playing for another team. So, for example, Milinkovic-Savic is eligible for the Spanish national team, but can't play because he's been playing for Serbia. So, I hope that's now clear. Let's get get into it. With their goalkeeper, which is David De Gea from Man United, obviously. And he he does actually face stiff competition from Kepa Alisa Balaga. Although Although David De Gea is... Well, no, Kepa's Spain's first choice. Uh, and De Gea's recent form... Well, both has been quite questionable, their recent form. But so far this season, De Gea has a better save percentage of around 72% to Kepa's 57%. So, as a Liverpool fan, it does kill me to say. But David De Gea does have to take home the number one jersey. Off back, we have Alex Grimaldo. The 20-year-old is one of... Like, Liga Nossa's most promising youngsters. The left-back sees a strong position for Max Alonso, and uh, who has fallen out of favour in Frank Lampard's young Chelsea side. Uh, Angelino, the Abbey Leipzig left-back, who is currently on loan for Man City, and Bernat, who is not only what not the only PSG players who is contests in contention for the squad, could also play, but I haven't chosen them. So, centre-back, we don't have the best choices, but probably the pick of the bunch in terms of out-and-out centre-backs is probably Ivan Maracano, who's a Porto star. He's um, the one-time Spanish international, uh, who wears the number five shirt at Porto. Uh, he's very tall at six foot two, and his goal record this season isn't shabby either, with five goals in the league, a goal every four and a half games. That's four more than the the likes of Jesse Lingard and Christian Benteke combined. So at centre back, we, he is partnered by David by Cesar Aspilicueta, who is I mean I could have slotted him in at right back, but decided to opt for him. He's last preferred centre back due to the variety of options in, in full back and the lack of centre half. But the Chelsea captain and either him or one of our central midfielders, to be fair, any of them could be captain. Uh, could get the armband and unlike his colleague Alonso is thriving as one of the senior players at Chelsea only missing two league games all season but despite that has not been called up for the current Spain squad so at right back we have an Arsenal star and ex-La Masia graduate uh, Hector Bellerin and he ha- and adds a whole bunch of pace to this team and his eight appearances this season, he also has himself a goal. The former Watford Loney may not have had been having a good season so far, but I think he works in this eleven. So we now move on to centre mid with Bayern Munich's Thiago, 
So Spain obviously has one of the strongest midfields in the world. And lucky for us, a lot of them play abroad. The Italian-born Spanish international, who is currently valued at £63 million, also holds a Brazilian citizenship. He started his football education at La Masia, big shock, <laughs> before moving to Bayern in 2013 for £20.5 million. Uh, the Bayern number 6 will also not travel too lightly with... 25 major men's trophies and it's fair to say the 28 year old will add a lot of experience to this side so at centre mid we have a very fine player in um, David Silva and Pep Guardiola has had the pleasure in coaching some very talented players during his career but very few were finer maybe Lionel Messi only than the city great David Silva. The little magician has had 10 goal involvements in 19 Premier League games this season. He's been at City for nine years now and 125 caps Spaniard. He's expected to leave at the end of the season with his with his contract expiring. Nevertheless, the City captain will always be remembered at the blue half of Manchester. So, in our pivot role, we have Rodri. And his full name, Rodrigo Hernandez Casante, is the man who brought who was brought in as the long term successor of Fernandino. The ten time Spanish international didn't leave uh, La Liga for cheap though, leaving Atletico Madrid to join City for sixty three million pounds. Our pivot will free free up David Silva of his defensive responsibilities and protect the defence. At left wing, we are, we are playing Dharma Traore out of position, but there are very few quality choices there, so I think left wing would be, be he would be best fit. And he's another La Masia graduate, who along with our striker has been tearing it up this season with four goals and 11 assists in 28 games. Starting 70% of the games, the pace machine could do even more damage with more playing time. And speaking of the striker, we have Luis Alberto, which... Hasn't even completed a so far god attack, having a goal and thirteen assists. Oh wait, it's more than a goal. Sorry. Um. Uh. Hang on. Let me. Just, I wrote that down wrong. Cause I. Yeah. Okay. Let me just find out how many he actually has. What? Two seconds. Uh. He has. Uh. Oh. I don't know why I only write one, wrote one goal, but he has um, four goals this season, and his market value is um, God. Where where is it? Um, oh, four goals and thirteen assists in twenty five games this season. Serie A, the ex Liverpool. Midfielder isn't playing at his preferred number 10 role, but striker. Uh, before I remember that he could play striker, I scratch him out how I could improve on Iago Falco. Fal I don't actually know how you pronounce his name. Falco at strike and uh, Albert and get Albert into the team. Boys fix both issues, and I'm expecting that the one time international to improve on his one cap at next year's Euros and across other international competitions uh, this season. And finally, at right wing, we have Gerard De La Feu. So the decision was would have been hard if it weren't for Sousa leaving for Sevilla. Uh, 
he uh, so far this season, Delafeu has played twenty eight games with four goals and five assists. He gets in over probably Pedro. It's probably the second best. And yet another La Masia graduate, Delafeu, who's playing Italy, Spain, and England. He also has one goal in four caps for Spain, and the twenty five year old vital for Watford last season, scoring 10 goals and the winner in the FA Cup semi-final against Wolves. So, that's it for the starting 11. Let's get into the subs, honourable mentions and manager. In goal, as De Gea has understood it, is Kepa Arizabalaga. At full-back, uh, we have set-piece specialist Marcus Alonso. Our substitute centre-back is Beskitas' Victor Ruiz. Covering midfield is Thiago's teammate Javi Martinez, Paolo Sarabia, and Paolo Sarabia, sorry. Um, our two attackers are Suso, uh, not Suso, um, Pedro, and the forgotten man in my draft, Paolo Alcacer. As for honourable mentions, go to like of Jose Reina, Ica Casillas, uh, Andres Iniesta, and Jose Calion, and alongside. Ander Herrera and Ayos Perez. I don't even have to say the manager, it's obviously Pep Guardiola. So, a quick look at the side we have De Hering goal, we have Grimaldo at left back, Maracano and Azpiliqueta at centre half. At, uh, at right back, we have Hector Bellerin, Rodri in defensive midfield, alongside Thiago and David Silva in the centre of midfield. On the wings, we have De La Feu and Traore. And at centre-forward, we have Alberto. So, uh, thanks for listening to the StatMad EPL podcast. Uh, I hope you like it. Join us back next week uh, where I'll review the games from the, from this week and take another look at what... and take a look at the next game week and another 11. So, yeah, again, thanks for listening and goodbye.